Hello and welcome back to the Technical Talk podcast. Just a quick note before the episode begins. Um, Today's episode is going to be a little shorter. Uh, I only covered one game. Um, But all of the stats and scores from the other games and the league leading segment and the historical highlight segment will come on Saturday's episode. So be on the lookout for that. But without further ado... Enjoy the episode. Thanks again. You're out of your mind. There is no way that LeBron will ever be Jordan. Nobody will ever be Jordan, okay? Okay, LeBron's a better rebounder and passer. Will you let me finish? Can you, can you let me finish? Call me when LeBron has six championships. Is that your only argument? It's the only argument I need, Sean! Hello and welcome back to the Technical Talk Podcast. This is episode three. Now, it's been kind of scattered, but hey, two episodes on the days that I promised them in a row, now that is a great start to 2023, (laughs) but let's get right into it. Only one game recap today, and it was the Charlotte Hornets taking a trip up north to face the Toronto Raptors at Scotiabank Arena. The Hornets came in at 11-30, and which was good enough for 14th in the east, while the Raptors, on the other hand, were coming in at 17 and 23 good enough for 11th in the east raptors last game they took home a w against portland 117 to 105 and for the charlotte hornets they lost against the pacers 116 to 111 getting into this game the overall narrative that i really held on to was finding out that this was going to be the battle of the 29th and 30th ranked <laughs> three-point shooting teams in the nba Um, Toronto at 29 and Charlotte at 30. So the two worst. This game was ridiculous. The first quarter was played at such a ridiculously high pace. Not necessarily a high standard of play by any means, (laughs) but to combine for 69 points in a first quarter is pretty amazing. Uh, Just a little fact for you, Charlotte and Toronto combined for to go 9 of 11 from 3 in the first 5 minutes and 30 seconds. Pace also uh, played a pretty big factor as Toronto was ranked 23rd in the NBA, so they're almost at about 100 possessions. Tonight will definitely push them over to the 100 possessions per game mark. Um, And Charlotte came in 5th. I mean, they average 104 possessions a game. So it was very much going to be what could Toronto do to limit on those extra possessions, the scoring ability of the Hornets. And for the first 12 minutes, there was absolutely no defense played in this game. Um, It felt like we were going to see something from Pascal Siakam almost immediately. He started really hot from the floor, and it almost felt like his guys fed off of of his performance early. I mean... Looking, excuse me, looking at just the end of game notes, I mean, 28 points, 7 assists, 8 rebounds. Gary Trent Jr., 24 points, 2 assists, and 3 rebounds. And then I'm pretty sure there was one more double-digit score for them in the starting lineup. Yeah, it was OG on an OB at 22 points, 3 rebounds, and 2 assists. Big thing. Toronto averages about 
I want to say 38% from three. They shot 45%. They went 20 of 44 from three today. That's really good, especially for a team as, I, I'm going to say front-loaded as they are. And, and by front-loaded, when I do a little bit of a deep dive into them um, and a little trade deadline look ahead, because I really liked doing that last episode, I think you'll start to see um, exactly what I'm talking about. But first, we have to get an understanding of how we got here. So let's go back to the beginning. All right. So to get an idea of how the Raptors ended up where they are today, we have to do a little bit of a season catch-up. To start, Let's just make a note. They're currently 11th in the Eastern Conference at 17 wins and 23 losses. So really over the course of the season, they've flirted with 500. Uh, but, you know, recently it, it ha- it's really kind of felt like the wheels have fallen off. They, they have no real consistency. Um, I think the most games in a row they've won this season is probably three or four. And, and that might be being nice. Um I definitely know that the biggest losing streak was five, I believe, that I saw in there. Um, but, I mean, you know, over the last ten, they're they're four and six. Um, to be fair to them, though, they did have a very tough stretch in a row where they faced Cleveland, the Clippers, Memphis, Indiana, Milwaukee, and the Knicks. Those are not teams that are just going to lay down and let you run wild offensively all over them. And those are also some of the contenders in both conferences, respectively. Um, The Raptors came in, and and they averaged... There's an interesting fact. They averaged 110.4 points per game over their last 10, and 111.2 points per game on the season. In every game over the last 10 games, every time the Raptors failed to score 110, they lost. And every time they scored more than 110, they won. Um, and I understand, like, one of the things, we're going to take a look at the injuries. Um, but I'm talking about right now and the past. So really, major injuries you did have, um, I believe, and Anobi missed a few games. Everybody misses games in the NBA. That's besides the point. The point that I'm making here is long-term injuries. Um, it was announced today that Otto Porter Jr. did have left foot surgery, so he will be out for the remainder of the season. So that's really the only injury news up to this point for them. So we'll get a little deeper here. And they came into the season with the 14th most difficult schedule in the NBA. And that's a middle-of-the-pack schedule, almost dead-on. One spot from being dead-on middle-of-the-pack schedule. And this is a team that went 48-34 and last season. That was good enough for the five spot. They did lose to the 76ers in six games, but roster roster composition, excuse me, plays just a humongous part into the playoffs. And that's what we're going to look at even after last season um even after a five seed the team really didn't do anything um during the free agency period during the moratorium period during really anything um major news though fred van fleet did turn down that four-year 114 million dollar deal before the start of the season so we're going to be keeping an eye on him as the trade deadline approaches um 
because he can become an unrestricted free agent uh, due to his player option for next season. So I don't think they'll let him walk. I think uh, Van Vliet will be there for a very long time. The only thing that could really throw a wrench into the plans is um, he's looking for a deal similar to Tyler Hero's deal. He's been very open about that. Um, If you remember during the offseason, Tyler Hero signed a four-year around, I want to say, $130 million contract. Um, But, you know, it's also important to note he did make the All-Star game last season. Uh, But some other problems have arisen. Um, Fred's three-point percentage has fallen off a cliff. Uh, First career is about a 38% three-point shooter. Uh, Last year, I think he shot, if not in the 40s, then close to 40. Um, He's shooting 32% this year from three, along with no bench production. I mean, these guys have... I'm going to tell you the minutes. Let's, Let's see. The minutes among Toronto players. Pascal Siakam, 37.7 minutes per game. Second in the NBA. OG Ananobi, 37.1 minutes per game. Tied for third with Fred Van Vliet. They're one of their top three players in the ground because they have no bench depth. They have absolutely no bench depth. I, I, I mean, I scoured and I looked for negative statistics. I looked for their ninth in free throw percentage at 79.6. Their fifth in rebounds. Their first in steals. They get 9.4 steals a game, they're top five in rebounds per game. So if you have a middle-of-the-pack team with a middle-of-the-pack schedule, but they finished fifth, well, how in the hell are they 11th this season? I think it's the bench. They're 28th in total bench minutes per game at 615 on the season. Their bench composition, Keem Birch, Malachi Flynn, Thaddeus Young, Chris Boucher, Christian Coloco, Juancho Hernan Gomez, Precious Achua, and Joe Weiskamp literally signed today to a 10-day to take up Otto's spot. Okay. You might say, wow, well, I mean, there have been historic teams that perform well with bad benches. Okay, let's look at literally the team ahead of them, Chicago Bulls. You want to talk about differences in the NBA. I'll take you one spot up to the 10 seed. Derek Jones Jr., Tony Bradley, Alex Caruso, and Kobe White. How many players from the Raptors bench that I just named can you be familiar with? Is it more than the three players that I named off the Bulls? That the average fan might have heard of or knows about, but that's besides the point. And the, the Bulls aren't even a complete unit by any means. But just for comparison's sake. So as the 20-odd days until the trade deadline arrives and we get through those 20 days, I'm curious to the conversations that Masai Ujiri and Nick Nurse are going to have. They have a lot of pieces. But that'll be for the trade deadline episode. I'm out of here. It's been a pleasure. Thank you so much for your support. See you on Saturday. And last but not least, as always, enjoy.